Hello, everyone. Pastor Deborah here. Once again, I'm coming to you from my living room, sitting at a door with the shade down. But really, we're in the Garden of Eden. And I'm going to teach you about the light of love. Before we get started, we want to give a big thank you to Zoom Pro, who I'm recording through, and Pixabay for a motion video like this. This is free. Wonderful creator created it. And I get to download it. If it meets a certain criteria for Zoom and my laptop. We want to thank you for joining us in the garden today, spiritually. From every galaxy, star system, and planet that you're on. Everyone is welcomed. And God wants to reach you and teach you and talk with you. And he will through me. I'm going to have, he wants me to tell you the story. How I learned about you, the forever person. So that I could help him bring his light of love to you. I didn't know who you were. You remember, I had been a mental health counselor trying to help you with therapy and treatment, counseling and group therapy. I was even on my way to um, learning about hypnosis, but I didn't go there. I didn't feel it was right. But I was trying. You had so many issues and problems and needed help. Even now, the world tells us that. We see it all over the world. We can't understand why people hurt animals, children, other people, why people go to war, why there's such cruelty, mass murders, rapes and slavery, kidnappings, why people kill other people. Why is there domestic violence? We have no answers. Why are people confused about who they are, what sex they are? Why does it cause so much problems for them what is going on all i knew was the mental health counseling way but god asked me years ago maybe back in oh i don't know maybe 1993 94 to put that way of thinking down don't do it anymore and he took my license away by having me lose a job And then he told me, don't renew it. So I didn't. But now I was without an identity, no job, no license, but yet still having the desire to help you. So what was I to do? So he started helping me. He gave me visions, open visions, right in the Walmart parking lot. And he gave me scriptures and stories to help me find you. And in this story called So Many Hands, just so many hands, you're going to hear about me and how I learned to find you, where you were located, what was going on, and why the light of love wanted to reach you, desired to reach you, and was seeking you out. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's pray, and we'll get started. This is going to be part number four 
here in this network channel, the Light of Love Spiritual Teaching Ministry for you. So let's get into prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for helping us to see and hear you and your great love for us. No matter where we are, no matter how deep in darkness or in flames we are located. Help us, Father, to understand the light of love and how you have to help us so we can receive you and your love. Father, help us through these stories of Pastor Deborah, what you taught her. Help us to find you, Father, for we've been calling out to you for so long, for so very long. So be about your work, Father, of helping us to find you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. I always seem to get started with every story with scripture. God had to show me from his word, and I used the authorized King James Bible. You can use whatever one you're comfortable with. This is just the one I grew up with. It has no translations from any denomination, any Bible school, or anybody. It's just the purely translated word from Greek and Latin and Hebrew into your language. And then it's up to the Holy Spirit to help you. And maybe Webster's Dictionary and Strong's Concordance. The Strong's Concordance is a sort of dictionary where each word in the Hebrew and the Greek, is broken out for us in Hebrew meanings and Greek meanings. So I use that. And the Webster's Dictionary as well. So when I was trying to learn about how to help people the Lord's way and bring this light of love to them, I didn't know who you were, where you were, how do I meet you, how how do I talk to you. I knew nothing. But here came the scriptures to help me. Matthew 9, 37 through 38. Matthew was an early disciple of Christ Jesus. And he wrote this many years after the death of Christ Jesus on a cross. Verse 37. The harvest is truly plenteous. But the laborers are few. Pray you therefore to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest we learned that Christ Jesus was speaking these words he said there are plenty of people to reach but the laborers that God needed were very few so he was telling these early disciples disciples and Matthew was one of them to pray to the Lord the God of the Bible, the God of the kingdom of heaven, the father of Christ Jesus, who was the Lord, the owner of the harvest of people, so that he could send forth his laborers into his harvest, not into a religion, not into ancient traditions and culture, not into denominations, but his harvest. So this story began in 1998. The Lord Most High God 
gave me open visions. I had never had one. Of those who Jesus Christ was speaking about. In this scripture, Matthew 25, 31 through 46. By 1998, I had been in the Brownsville Assembly of God Revival for three years. I was dead and dry. I was born again. I had a lot of sin in me. Rebellion. Gotten off the path. My spirit was a baby. It needed awakening, reviving, cleansing, delivering. So in the Brownsville Assembly of God Revival, which you will see many of those with this evangelist Steve Hill preaching and teaching us on the channel called The Hidden Kingdoms. It's in a playlist. You go watch them. It's powerful. Probably about 99.9% of Christians and believers never attended it. Changed my life. After being in that presence, that glory of God for three years, the gifts of discerning of spirit began to open up. And I didn't even know what they were. I started having open visions. He was trying to teach me about you, about him, about his love for you, and how the light of love had to come and reach you. I didn't know who you were, where you were. What's the light of love? Don't ask me. If we were taught, invite you to a church service on Sunday morning. Let the pastor invite you to join the church. Maybe become a Christian, baptize you. I did. All I had to do was invite you to the church service. That was about it. So in Matthew 25, 31 through 46, I began to hear about you and him. These are the very red words of Christ Jesus himself speaking to his disciples and people that were around him. When the Son of Man, in verse 31, shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. The Son of Man. He was trying to tell us that when humanity, you, Come into your glory. You will sit on the throne. With holy angels around you. Your throne of glory. But first he was going to demonstrate to us. Through his life. What that looked like. He declared that he was one of us. He had a dirt body. He had a soul. And a spirit. He was saying I'm your brother. I'm like you. I'm trying to show you who you are. Who you were supposed to be. Through my life. Verse 32. And before him shall be gathered all nations and people. And he shall separate them one from another. As a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Now he's starting to tell us that when he gets in his glory and on his throne. He's going to do some separating. Of all nations and people. Even of those who don't believe in him. He's going to separate them like sheep and goats. Well, how this is done by the shepherd is that the sheep follow a sound by the shepherd. You don't have to really hurt them. But the goats, you got to hurt them. 
got to maybe tap them on the little fanny, have a dog or something like that, sort of chase them, because they don't follow sounds that well. Mm -hmm. So he's starting to tell us about people, you, nations, that's going to be judged. You're going to go through it before him. Verse 33, and he, the son of man, shall set the sheep on his right hand. Those are the ones that hear his voice and follow him. Mm-hmm. They've learned his voice. They've heard it. They believe in it and they go follow him. But the goats, he sets them on his left hand. Those who did not hear, maybe they heard a sound, but they did not follow it. Maybe they had to be at the point of death or they had to be in turmoil or something. So he's separating us. And yes, that is going to happen in the future. How does that work? Well, let's say you are one of his believers. And in his Ten Commandments, he says, do not kill. Okay. Now, you heard it. You've had it taught on. Now, you go out into the world. And somebody comes along and says, we should have, that women should have a constitutional legal right to have an abortion. Now, I even had somebody tell me that abortion is a legal medical procedure to terminate the pregnancy of a woman. Is that true? Yes, it's the medical term. But there is spiritual abortion. There is also abort means to uh, stop, delay, interfere with something that has purpose or plans. So aborting means whatever was going forward must be stopped for could be many different reasons. So let's say you heard do not kill. Love your neighbor. Do you consider the baby in the womb to be your neighbor, even though it's not born yet? Does the woman's life, her medical condition, uh, because she's pregnant, uh, does that endanger her health? I can tell you from personal experience, I had my son a month early. I got preeclampsia, mm-hmm. high blood pressure and a lot of protein that shouldn't have been there. I was going to bed for two months. Well, they broke my water because that was the only way to get the baby out. But nowadays, you're saying if a woman tests that way, they should just go ahead and probably break the water and take the baby out, even though it might be one month old. It might only be eight months old or seven months old. Some babies are born two months early, called preemies. And they stay in intensive care, and they survive, and they grow, and they live. I'm sure some have come out at it before three months before they were due. I don't know if they make it or not. But it is a life. It is our neighbor. So when you uh, abort, are you listening to God's laws and his voice? Does God love that little baby in there? It's not a dog. It's not a cat. It's not a horse. It's not a... It's a baby, a human. Does he love it? 
Well, how did it get formed? Egg and sperm. Now, there's many different ways that an egg and sperm can get in a woman. You can conceive the egg and the sperm in a Petri dish and then implant it in a surrogate mother. That's done. That's done. Because somebody cannot have a baby. So God would say, let's look at everything you've done according to my Ten Commandments. Did you love your neighbor? What did you do? Did you hear my laws? And did you obey them? Did you follow them? Or what would that look like? Oh, that would be if you vote for a politician that believes in it, give money to it, uh, go out and do social justice or um, what is it they call that? I don't even know what to call it. Protest that you believe a woman should have the right to terminate her pregnancy if she wants it. If she doesn't want it, she should have the right. And you and your taxpayers should pay for it. Who may not believe in it. So that's just one incident where we can look at and this Christ Jesus, the Son of Man, said he's going to look at that in your life. You might be a believer in him, but you support that constitutional right. You support that law. And he's going to ask you, explain to me why. And he's going to just look at the law. Say, did you obey it or not? It's going to be sad for some of you. Mm-hmm. Verse 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, spiritually inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Ooh. If you are a sheep, if you hear his voice, his laws, if your conscience is not seared, and you know what is right and wrong, according to him, not according to you or your political party or the government or health, according to him. Remember, he is going to evaluate you according to his laws, nobody else's. And he said, if you have heard, like the sheep, and you have followed him in belief, trust, and obeyed, and you're going to inherit a kingdom. That's territory, land, resources, angels, riches, glory. And it's been prepared for you, waiting for you to grow up and mature into an adult. We see that played out right now. You can be a prince of a kingdom for a long, long time. But you're not the king till you're coronated, till the right of fullness of time. And you have been matured and it is your time. But the kingdom's been prepared for you since the foundations of the world, he says. Verse 35, for I, the son of man, this was Christ Jesus speaking, the king, I was spiritually hungry for the light of agape love of the heavenly father and his truth. And you gave me his spiritual meat. I needed love. I needed to be born out of the womb. You spoke to me. You said, be blessed. Come out. Come forth. 
be purposed. God loves you. Maybe you're in a gang and you've never heard that God loves you. Maybe you're in human trafficking. The trafficker, that one who's being trafficked. Neither one of you have heard that God loves you and desires for you to be his child. Many of you believe in other gods. Goddesses too. Pray to them. Some of you make the sign of the cross. But you still do what you do. Mm-hmm. Asking God to bless it. Or maybe his mama to bless it. Mm-hmm. The only way you think you're successful is by having more money. More slaves. Mm-hmm. But the son of man goes on and says to us, he was spiritually hungry. For the agape love of the heavenly father and his truth. And you gave me his spiritual meat. I was spiritually thirsty. And you gave me spiritual drink. The living water of the word of God. I was spiritual. I was a spiritual stranger to the house. The family of the heavenly father. I was orphaned. Abandoned. Rejected. And you spiritually took me into the family of the Heavenly Father. You helped me to become born again. You want to see what that looks like? Go study Mother Teresa in India. She was a Catholic nun. She was a school teacher at first. And she used to see all these people laying in the streets dying. Now they didn't believe as she did in Christ Jesus. And so she quit her job as a school teacher and started taking these dying people in off the streets. She would look in their eyes as she washed them and gave them water. And what she saw was this, verse 35. She saw her Jesus in their eyes. She was caring for him, feeding him, giving him water, cleaning him up inside of that person. Maybe it was a Hindu or no had no beliefs and she just bathed them and loved them that's all she did and she said every time I look in their eyes I see my Jesus and I'm caring for him because she read that and understood that when you do it to one of the least of these you're doing it unto him he so saw himself as one of us he became one of us to help us understand the love of the Father and his light of love for us. Go study Mother Teresa. That part of her life is excellent. How she looked in the eyes of the dying people in India that she cared for. She just smiled at the little babies. She loved on the people as they died. She was attending to her Jesus. Verse 36. Spiritually naked and clothed with only animal skins and demons. I had clothes of shame on, guilt, dishonor, and defilement. You look again at the story of those people in India who Mother Teresa took in. And and gave the love of Christ to. 
and just love them. And you spiritually clothed me, the least of the spiritual brethren of Christ Jesus. You gave me honor and dignity even in my death. You cleaned me. You smiled at me. Told me you loved me. I who was nothing but dishonor and full of shame. The lowest of the low. Cast out of society. You came. And brought me words of love. And the light of love itself. I was spiritually sick. In my spiritual body. And in my heart and mind. And in my spirit. And you spiritually visited me. I was in spiritual prison. Like this. And you came unto me. In my spiritual prison. Verse 37. Then. Shall the spiritually righteous ones answer him, the son of man, King Jesus the Christ, saying, Lord, when did we see you spiritually hungry and feed you or spiritually thirsty and gave you spiritual water to drink? Verse 38. When did we see you a spiritual stranger to the house, the family of the heavenly father? They were asking him on this judgment day and took you in to help you become born again to the family and the house of God. Or when were you spiritually naked without the spiritual robe of spiritual righteousness? Not having the Holy Spirit in you. And being spiritually clothed. In the light of love. Verse 39. Or when did we see you spiritually sick? Your majesty. Your Lord. Sick in your spiritual body. Or heart or mind. Or in a spiritual prison. Of darkness and fire. And living in the fear of death. And when. And we spiritually came to you. We don't understand. Verse 40. And the king. The son of man. Jesus Christ. He answered them. And said truly. I say unto you. Inasmuch. As you have done it. These things. That I just mentioned. Clothed me. Fed me. Gave me something to drink. Brought me in. Unto one of the spiritually least. Of these. Those who are spiritually hungry. Thirsty. And are spiritual strangers. To the house. The family. Of the heavenly father. You spiritually. Brought them. Clothes. For they were naked. Because they were without the robe of righteousness. Of my spiritual salvation. Through me Christ Jesus. They were spiritually sick. In spiritual body. And in their mind. 
And they were in a spiritual prison of darkness, of ignorance, confusion, and living in the fear of death. These were my spiritual brethren, he said. My brothers, when you did it to them, as Mother Teresa did to those others, laying in the streets of Bombay, you have done it, all these things, unto me. I was beginning to understand his love for you. He was beginning to show me through scriptures where you were, the life you were living. How could I understand the vision that he was about to give me if I didn't know who I was looking for, what your condition was, and how just I, by saying I love you, being kind to you on the telephone, sending you cards and teddy bears, praying for you, for God to reach you, that I was being a sheep, that I was feeding you spiritually, bringing food and water to you, desiring you. See, I learned in the Brownsville Assembly of God Revival, pray for salvations. Reach out in your prayers all over the world. For there were many, billions and billions, that needed to have the light of love brought to them. So we were prayer people, praying to God on our faces, on our knees, at banners, at home, in our cars, through songs. Sometimes the revival nights were nothing but prayer meetings. Sometimes they were nothing but moaning and groaning for God. To reach out to you. Steve Hill was an evangelist. He's in heaven now. He helped us to see you. How we could go the extra mile. To find you. To reach out in prayer. Get our lives straight. Get in line with God. Get cleaned up. Come back to him. Ask him to forgive us. For being goats. And not following his laws. Many of us had to have deliverance and demonic spirits cast out. Many of us had been in confusion and hurt, mental illness. And we couldn't pray for you because we were more focused on ourselves. We wanted blessings of finances. We wanted things for us. We didn't pray for you. We stayed in our little houses, our little church buildings. But Steve Hill, he was a global, worldwide evangelist. And he taught us how to pray for you, how to reach out, how to get our lives back to God, how to fulfill these scriptures and go from being a goat to being a sheep on the right hand of the Father, how to understand spiritual things. So I want to end this particular teaching for you of the light of love here and ask you a question. Are you a sheep or a goat? Or are you as one as Mother Teresa would attend to, laying on the streets, laying in drug houses, in brothels, sex industry, human traffickers, Maybe you're the one, the cameraman doing child pornography videos. Maybe you are the programmer of children, the abuser. Maybe you're a parent 
And you abuse your own children. Every sort of way. Maybe you abuse nature and animals. Maybe you're a politician and you're corrupt and you lie. And you've been bought by others to do their bidding for money. So this is for you. Come down to the altar and let God cleanse you of this. He'll put the fire of love on you. He'll forgive you if you'll come. But come. And let's begin. And you will see how Pastor Deborah started. I had to be clean to find you. I had to get in the on the right hand of God. I had to be a sheep. I had to hear his word. I had to know there was a harvest. His. And he was picking his laborers. But he had to clean us up. He had to train us. I was one of those. Because I was going into the flames of fire. Into the darkness to find you. And bring you his light of love. So I'm coming right now. Through this video. If you are one of his already. And you do not follow him. And you follow others. Repent. Come back to him. Turn from that. And ask him to forgive you. And change your ways. Maybe how you vote. What you give your money to. What you spend your time doing. Change. Transform your soul. He'll help you. If you're one that doesn't know him. And you want to be one of his children. And go out like Pastor Deborah goes out. Then you are welcome. Come into the family right now. He'll hear you. Just say yes. Nod your head. Raise your finger. You don't have to say much. Then he'll start working. Cleaning you up to be a laborer. In his harvest field. Now Pastor Deborah's going out to the galaxies. Through the wormholes. The far distant star systems. As a laborer. In his fields. Mm -hmm. So you come. You learn. That the light of love is traveling everywhere. Learn about who it's for. How to be a carrier of it. Get on the right hand. Become a sheep. A hearer and a follower of the word of God. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you on the next teaching. The next video of the light of love. Of this network channel. Of this spiritual education. And we'll keep going on with the story. And we'll get to the vision. Mm -hmm. Bye.